This is the last thing I hear before I hop on the Long Island Railroad to visit Diane the Psychic. Why am I going to a psychic? Well, partially for shits and giggles, to see if this is real or just a read on my emotions, but mostly to see if I can communicate with my brother Kyle for the first time since his death seven years ago. Which is why it's pretty fitting to hear his favorite artist before launching myself into this experience. As I make the 20 minute walk over to meet Diane, my mind wanders back to my high school days at West Town and the after party of my first musical. I was lucky enough to go to a boarding school in Pennsylvania where I could be surrounded by all of my friends at all times of the day. I was typically a shy and introverted kid, but as a freshman, I decided to try and change that a little by letting my theater friends convince me that I had a decent voice. Apparently that's all it took to join the musical. After three months of practice, we performed for three days in what I think was February? Well, it was definitely before Valentine's Day. I mean, that part of my life is still a little fuzzy. The five days leading up to the show, I spent bothering my family, asking them all to come out at some point. Mom and Dad came out on the Friday night. I think they brought me donuts because that was my guilty pleasure at the time. Immediately after they left, I text Kyle asking if he'd make it for the last show. He said something along the lines of, I don't know, little homie, I'll try. And try he did. That next day, he was in the audience. When the show finished, I hugged him tightly and I didn't want to let go. His goopy smile was wide as he passed me a cold sack of Burger King. But I had to go. It was the last day of the show and everyone was required well, to help take down the set. But I wasn't ready to leave him. I wanted to show off my cool older brother to all of my friends, but I only had the chance to walk with him to his car. He promised me that he'd see me again soon, before my next break. That last hug was perfect. Sometimes I wish I never let go. The following Monday was the geeky musical after party, a time to celebrate finishing our show, play games, and drink the coveted sparkling apple juice. The noise of my lively group of 30 geeky musical theater friends singing Rent at the top of our lungs is the last thing I remember before the dean of students walked in inducing a sudden silence. Her bony fingers tapped on my shoulder and motioned for me to follow her out of the space. My heart stopped as my mind runs through the long list of things that I could be in trouble for. Her heels click as we walk down that long hallway to her office. As we get closer to the door, I smell cigarettes and MAC makeup, my mother's signature scent. As she opens the door, I find my parents and then-boyfriend just sitting there in silence. As my mom dabs her eyes, Linda motions for me to take a seat. From there, I don't remember much. So I had to talk to my dad to relive the moment together. When you came in, I had you sit down and your mom was sitting next to me over here. You were sitting in front of me. And so I was trying to figure out how to break it as gently as I knew how. In that moment, you said what happened 
I said, well, Kyle passed. I said, Kyle died. And you're like, okay. And you were starting to tear up. But then you decided to, you know, get yourself together and try to be strong, so to say. And as you were trying to be strong, I said, well, we're here to take you out of class for a few days. And, and at that moment, you said, no, you're going back. I said, well, I think you might, want to, you might need to be around us. Then what happened in that moment was, you said, well, how did he die? And I said, he was in a car accident. And you said something that just kind of shook me for a second and something that I guess you and he had talked about. And you said, was it a fiery crash? And I'm like, girl, be quiet. Get your stuff. We're leaving. But you didn't want to go. And then when I said that, I think it hit you at that moment that I was not kidding, that I was for real. And um, I walked over to you and I held you and I just kept talking to you. We slid into my dad's black bends in silence. The cool leather against my skin distracts me from crying. As we back out of my school's driveway and begin the 45 minute car ride to Jersey. To home. Well, to an empty home. I couldn't take hearing my mom's muffled tears, so I asked Dad to put on the radio. And on comes Michael Jackson. For the days following, it felt as if I was being followed by Michael Jackson music. But I walked into stores, turned on the radio. It was like a sick joke Kyle was playing on me. It took time to be able to enjoy Michael Jackson music again. A long time. Even now, with certain songs and certain moments, I still tear up or hyperventilate. Which all leads me to Diane the Psychic. This woman could bring me some much-needed closure. Or she could be a sham. A very long and emotional two hours later, I can honestly say I found closure for the first time. While I wait for my lift, because who wants to take the Long Island Railroad back to Manhattan and then a 45-minute subway back to my place in Brooklyn? I find myself standing a little taller and breathing a little easier. So when my driver pulls up and I slide into his car just as it begins to rain, I ask him to turn on the radio. And almost as if to validate my experience, you know who comes on the radio. And all I can do is smile the whole way home.